sometimes as young people, we would run up the hill for workout purposes. Can you climb the hill? When people go hiking, there is a hill involved, which deals with physical stamina and strength to enjoy once you get up on that hill, to play and to tumble, to have fun, to enjoy life from a different perspective. Sometimes, for those who are not afraid of heights, when you go up on the hill, once you get to the top of the hill, you can look over and see things. Is it Eden Park where you can go up on top of that hill and look over and see the city? There's a lot of benefits to going up. So it is in the spirit realm. When you go up, God gives you a different view, a different perspective. And sometimes you don't see all that God has for you because you're trying to see God in a low place. Sometimes you don't even see God, you don't see people right because you're trying to see people in a low place. Sometimes when you get to a higher place, you can see some people, it ain't that they're mean, they're just hurt. Did y'all catch that? It ain't that they're just nasty to you. They're nasty to everybody. It ain't that they don't like you. They don't like them. This is some good word. But it's not until you mature yourself and go up that you can begin to discover, before I make another move, let me go up first. Because if I keep making moves in a lower state of consciousness, and a lower spirituality, then I'm going to always walk in offense. I'm going to always walk in wickedness. I'm going to always displease God and myself because a lower thought of yourself gives you a lower thought of God. Because when you don't love yourself, you say stuff like, well, you know, God had to get his hands dirty to come and get me. It sounds good as biblical poetry, but that's not scripture. God didn't get his hands dirty because God is pure. I don't care how messed up you were. When God, from an anthropomorphic perspective, anthropomorphic means we're just now giving God human characteristics. When God puts his hands in your mess, God does not get dirty while pulling you out of the dirt. Come here, woman, with the issue of blood. She had a ceremonially unclean situation. And without Jesus' permission, she touched his clothing, which ceremonially, technically, made him unclean. But he didn't turn around and say, who dirtied me up? He just said, who touched me? And they said, a whole lot of folk touching you. He said, no, no, no. Somebody pulled virtue out of me. Come on. So which means his power and his purity is connected. Which means she pulled pure essence out of him and got healed from what made her dirty, contaminated. Which means she didn't infect God with nothing. Did y'all catch that? She didn't infect Jesus with anything. But she got everything out of him. And he said, thy faith has made you whole. Which means when she touched him, by the time she touched him, she had already through her faith got pure. Y'all missed that. Because she kept saying, if I could just, if I could just, if I... So sometimes the act of it is really, really just the, 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 the manifestation or the, 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 the sealing of it. But... Your faith is what really makes you whole. So when I go up, I'm going up in my faith. I'm going up in my emotions. I'm going up in my thought. Oh, I'm going up in my thought. I'm going up in my thought. 
He said, if you're going to be transformed, it is by the renewing of your mind. There are some people that may call you and based on the content of the conversation or the text message, you already know their mind didn't change. We're not ready to talk. You can save yourself a whole lot of frustration when you just listen. Okay, they already, they huffing and puffing. But see, what we got to, it's like, I spend more time apologizing for what I may have said to somebody, the way they may have taken it, because I know I have different moods, but I have to keep myself represented right, which means I have to stay at a high place. Even if I didn't do them wrong, sometimes I have to take the high road and go ahead and apologize for stuff. Anybody ever been there? You apologize for stuff you didn't do? Y'all ain't saying that. You're like, no, I apologize for stuff I did. Y'all know it's the truth. You're just raggedy. You're just raggedy. It don't make no sense. Come to church 52 Sundays of the week, and you just, I'm just fucking, I'm just playing around. Some of y'all are like, he fussing too much. It's important for you to understand that when you go up, everything about you changes. It shifts. People can tell, especially when you had a lower perspective, when you always thought low. And then now you go to a revival, go to a service, go to a conference, and now the information has changed your mind. And now you come back around them same people and they're like, what you say? They're like, hmm, where you been? I went up. Which means don't expect me to respond like that no more. This is good information because some of you all don't understand. I'll say it like this. When you go up, you start going up in revelation. And the devil can get information, but he can't get revelation. Did y'all catch that? The devil can always get information. And the problem with half of us, we help the enemy fight us by giving him too much information. We tell him how we feel. The devil ain't messing with you. The devil has no power. The only power he has is to suggest, to talk to influence. Oh, I got to get out of here, but I told him on Wednesday night, if you look at Genesis, it says, and God commanded Adam. The word command means a direct divine order. He commanded Adam, don't eat of the tree. It's right there in Genesis. He commanded him in Genesis 2. Don't. He commanded him, don't eat of the tree. God commanded him, don't eat of the tree. Come Genesis 3, here come the serpent talking to Eve. Did the Lord say? She said, no, the Lord said. And I want to say, uh, uh, sister girl, the Lord didn't say nothing. He commanded. And the problem is the enemy is messing you up because he turning you into a say conversation when it should have been a command conversation. Two different perspectives. And when we allow people to pull us into what's being said, we forget what's been commanded. That's a really good word because a lot of us have missed out on the next level because we walked away from the commandment and got into conversation. He say, she say. So we're going up in this moment. For those that are watching live, we're not going to give a whole lot of conversation about this virus that is out, but we do want to make light of a couple of things. We want to highlight a couple of things. When they say, when it comes to this coronavirus, the 
the main thing that every health professional is saying, wash your hands. Did they give a certain time limit how long you should wash? At least? At least 20 seconds. Somebody said you should wash your hands, and while you're washing your hands, you should be singing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Y'all can sing. Dear J.D., happy birthday to you. Some of y'all know if you sing the birthday song because you want a record contract, them hands going to be so clean because you're going to be like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday yip -yip 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 to you. Happy birthday. Corona done gone. Dear J-A-D. Happy. I said happy. I said happy. Happy. How are you speaking in tongues? It's birthday. Got to be a big finish too. Hands clean. Hands just clean. They say keep washing your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Some people already have certain phobias. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I can't recall it right now. Where people are just uh, uh, constantly washing their hands. Just constantly. What is it called? OCD. Just constantly washing. Just, just constantly washing their hands. Just constantly washing their hands. So now you're being told, keep washing your hands. Keep washing your hands. So now you're going using hand sanitizer. Washing your hands. Using hand sanitizer. The other day I had hand sanitizer, and then I had some food and had some fruit, and I put hand sanitizer. And next thing you know, I got hand sanitizer in my mouth. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold. Ah. Just keep washing your hands. Just keep on so that you'll feel safe and others will feel safe. Because washing my hands is not about just me. It's about other people knowing that my hands are clean. At a restaurant the other day, and one of those evangelical wonders going to bring my water, and she was carrying it like this. I said, no, ma'am. And the straw was already in there. How did it get there? I didn't fuss at her. God bless her. She was trying to make her money. Messed up her tip, though. But she's trying to make her money. <laughs> I said, um, 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 manager, uh, can you um, bring me out of fresh water um, and not carry it like that? And can you bring me a straw that's kind of covered? And he was like, sure, no problem, no problem, no problem. And um, uh, you just got to keep washing your hands because... Who can ascend it to the hill? If you look at it from what I just got you talking about for this first five or so minutes is who can ascend it to the hill may make you feel like who's fit enough to ascend to the hill. I know where my mom and dad and them live, down the street. It's kind of like a little incline to come up the street. And my nephew, who's a beast when it comes to running, little deuce, he's a monster. He was all the way down to the end of the street, like all the way down to the end of the street. And um, so I'm looking at him way down the street and it was like, he just started running up the street, and he was like point something seconds back up. I'm like, he just ran, and he was looking like Superman, just. And I guarantee you, with training, 
he's had to learn how to be fit enough to run up a hill because they say incline, which means everybody can't handle running up. This is some good word. I hope this is helping somebody that's watching because a lot of us are trying to not catch a virus by washing our hands and we're focusing on other areas of our life that make us fit enough to go up a hill. We don't need your physical strength to go up a hill because the scripture says, who can ascend unto the hill? Then it gives those that have clean hands, clean Clean, clean hands, which means you can have clean hands means it's exempt from dirt. But that don't mean your hands are exempt from contamination. Because you can wash dirt off, but contamination is a whole other story. You know what I'm saying? Because when it comes time for uh, certain situations that may be what they call contagious, it depends on how you get it. So if I wash my hands, but there's things about me that are still infective, then even though I clean my hands, I'm still getting stuff that's in me on you. Hmm. But they're saying, keep washing your hands because if you keep washing your hands, you're going to be all right. So now people are walking around, living life as usual, but they're saying, all I got to do is just keep washing my hands and I'll be better. Which means if I wash my hands, whatever I may have, I won't give to you. And whatever you have, you may not give to me if I keep washing my hands. So washing your hands, I think it's wonderful. It's a physical thing. It's cleansing. All that's wonderful. But the scripture is really going further into what is really your hands? What does your hands represent? Your hands represent things like I'm doing. So really... If I'm going to go up on the hill, I got to have clean interaction. I got to have clean doing. Because some people will wash their hands physically, but keep doing out of a certain level of motive. You got to be careful of them booger bears that's washing their hands in your face, but hands are still contaminated. Because where have your hands been? In the last week, month, two years, seven years, where are your hands been? What's been your motive? Oh, yeah. I know we got some folk right now. It's 116. We got some folk that come in and out of these doors, and I know they raggedy. Oh, yeah. I know they got motives. We got folk, and they, they walk up on me, and they act like I done forgot or I don't know. I know you still got motives, but I still love you in spite of. Because whatever's wrong with you, I'm not going to let you get that on me. So what I do is I just kind of let them go ahead. Some, they still try to, okay, well, maybe I, I, I see it all. Please don't let the suit fool you. Don't let the huckamashai fool you. Come on. I'm, 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 I'm like, like just a scoshy bit gangster, just a, just, a little, just, just a little bit. And you know how the gangsters, they, they, they don't walk up on you and start huffing and puffing. They just sit there. They observe. They'll even let you walk in the restaurant. They'll even feed you. And later on, they wash their hands, look at their goons, and be like, just walk away. Next thing you know, you somewhere in the back, crying like, no, I'll never do it again. See, you got to be careful. The Lord fights my battles. 
Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There's a few folk that's like, oh, he talking to me? Just stay straight ahead. Don't let nobody know. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to the person that's behind you. You have to be careful in this season because everybody's trying to go up the hill to have fun. But the, the question is, who's ready to go up to the hill to be in the holy place? Ah, this is good. Because it says, he that has clean hands and a pure heart. Wow. So now what I do is put this inside there. Uh-oh. So now I'm about to wash my hands, but I'm washing my heart. Because clean hands is one thing, but water don't clean your heart. Oh, that's good. He didn't say that he that has clean hands and a clean heart. He said he that has clean hands and a pure heart. So what's the difference between clean and pure? Come on, talk to me, church. Because you can clean something, but pure deals with stuff that has not lost quality, stuff that's not contaminated, stuff that has not been mutated, stuff that has not been mixed with other agendas. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Stuff that has pure, which means I can wash my hands 30 times in front of you. And you'll say, yep, I can hang out with you because I won't catch no virus from you. But the real virus is not in my hands, it's in my heart. Oh, this is a good word. Because the reality is, a lot of people have the virus in their heart for years and never go to a doctor, never look for a vaccine, and think they're pleasing God with that bad heart because they learn how to keep their hands clean. Oh, my God. He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Because if my heart contaminated, juxtapose my hands. If my hands are dirty, if you sing me, if I just, uh, uh, according to what's going on, if I was to cough and I was to sneeze and I coughed in my hands and I went to say, hey, what's up? You'll be like, hold up. If you sing me, just do all this and then you'll say, hold up. But what about, I done already intended in my heart to come and trip you up with my words. So I walk up on you. Hey, how you doing? Here you are, all gullible. I'm doing good. You know what? You're looking good today. Thank you. I done pulled you in. Whatever I say next now might be the dagger. Jesus, many a times when he was getting ready to heal somebody, Jesus says before he healed them, he knew their thoughts. And because he knew their thoughts, he said, let me talk to y'all thoughts first. Y'all got a problem with what I'm getting ready to do. Because y'all don't want me to have this power, nor do y'all want this person to get healed. Because it's the Sabbath. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to address y'all thoughts, but I'm going to still heal the sickness. You got to understand that when your heart get right, everything shifts. When your heart get right, come on, let's talk about some viruses of the heart. It's a simple word. There's a virus of the heart called unforgiveness. And church folk, they'll come to church, they'll be like, yes, preach, doc, preach, doc. I'm going to forgive, doc. I'm going to forgive. Then God bring the person you need to forgive. Like, oh, but not her. Oh, no, but not him. Now, see, sometimes when you got to forgive somebody, you have to get your emotions together to think about the, what you're forgiving. Because it ain't so much forgiving a person, you're forgiving what they did. That's why Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they 
Because when people have the wrong heart, out of the heart they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And I want to help you all today to let you know that while people are trying to wash their hands because they won't catch the coronavirus, I want to come and ask people that are online, what about the virus in your heart that's blocking you from going up the hill? Because if you wash your hands but don't wash your heart, how can you get up to the hill? So how do we clean our hearts? With water? How do we clean our hearts? With the word of God? How do we clean our hearts? With faith? How do we clean our hearts? With worship? Come on, y'all. These are notes that I had, but since we're interacting with people, how do we clean our hearts? We clean our hearts with being intentional by going to, the Bible says, if there's an ought, the way you fix your heart with it, go to them and be like, listen, I think there's a problem. And in the process of that, the person may be like, what's the problem? You'd be like, you know what? You, you, um, uh, um, looked at me a certain type of way, and that, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. And they like, when? You know that one Sunday, you just looked at me and was looking at me all funny, and you're like, then you say, oh, baby, I wasn't even looking, I was looking at the person behind you because I liked what they had on, and I was like, wow. And you thinking the whole time that I frowned at you. Do you know that's how silly some of the offenses start? I know it's a very elementary, generic, but that's how easy offenses start. He said this wrong to me. She said that, and it's like, and you how old? Okay, you ain't like that one? I don't care. You that? You How, how saved are you? Wait, hold, how, how long you been with the Lord? And now you sit up here asking God, as you wash your hands a hundred times a day, Lord, please don't let me catch the virus. The Lord is saying, I've been trying to heal that virus in your heart for years. So the question is, in these last minutes, who wants to go up the hill? Because David said something so phenomenal. He said, I done got my hands dirty. I done touched another man's wife. And not only touched her, I impregnated her. Plus, I was hanging out as the king, chilling out, and I sent all them out to war. And I took advantage of her because I was the king and I knew she had all types of crushes on me because I'm the king. I slept with her. Then I told the captain, put her husband out there on the front line after he would not go in and sleep with his wife on a little retirement moment. I killed his, her husband. Then I tried to make up a story. And then the prophet Nathan had to come to me and say, you know what? There's a little story I want to tell you. Y'all know the story. And after the story, he said, now, what should we do to this man? David said, kill him. And he said, you the man. And David was like, what? Yeah, you broke about seven of the Ten Commandments in this one act. And Nathan said, but hold up, David. I know you did some dirty stuff. This is where some of y'all should dance and shout. I know you did some horrible stuff. But God told me to tell you, even though you were wrong, I'm not going to take you off the throne. Even though you did a low thing, I'm not going to snatch you down from your high place. Y'all missing this whole word. He said, David, I know your hands got dirty, but your heart hmm, has always been connected to me. So even though you did a thing, you're not that thing that you did. Oh, I was about to say turn to your neighbor, but I can't say that. Um, uh, can you say out loud, uh, 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 just because I do a thing, don't mean I am a thing. 
Because some of y'all going to get free this week. This week, you're going to get free from stuff that you did years ago that people keep holding up in your face, and now you hold it up in your face. Just because you did it then, that don't mean you are it now. So while you're trying to do all your good deeds to keep washing your hands, God has said, change your heart about you. Because I need somebody to go up to the hill. The Lord is asking, who shall ascend to the hill? Which means I can wash my hands all day long, but what about my heart? David, Nathan said to David, David, now you were wrong. Now what, what's going to happen is the baby ain't going to live out of this because I don't want any unclean thing to be walking around to point to what you did. Y'all missed that whole role. Did y'all catch that? Even though Bathsheba got pregnant and went full term and had the baby, God let the baby live long enough for David to have a total emotional connection to the baby. And then God said, okay, now whatever came out of that, give it to me now. Did y'all catch the revelation? Give it to me now. I know something came out of that foolishness, but give it to me. And I am going to get rid of it. I'm going to bring it back to me as if it never happened. And then the desire that you had, I'm about to make it legitimate. Y'all ain't saying what? Because David just slept with the woman and now God says, now just make her your wife and now I'm going to allow you to do it right. Which means this is a good place to praise God. When you get your heart right, God will go back to what you intended to do. You was just premature in trying to do it. You took your own, that's a good word. You took your own method and said, God, God said, no, 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 no. God didn't choose another woman. God let David go right back into the woman that he was with. And bring forth the same type. It was another son. Y'all missing the whole role. Which means God is always concerned about fixing your Saul was a wicked man and God said we got to get rid of him David committed more sin and y'all heard me say this before so I'm saying it to the camera to the people that are watching live David committed more physical sin than Saul David committed more physical sin than Saul but Saul's heart was wrong and David's heart was right Saul's heart was wicked David's was weak y'all missing it God can deal with weakness, but he gets rid of wickedness. That's why some of us are testifying and praising God today because there was some stuff that you did and the deed was wicked, but your heart was just weak. And God looked beyond your weakness and pulled you past your wicked. Y'all miss what I'm saying. I need about seven praises in here to go ahead and give God a shout of praise because as you washing your hands to make sure you don't catch a virus, you're going to keep that word in your heart to make sure God can heal you from every virus. How about the virus of fear? I can't talk about it too long. You got a virus in your heart called fear. That fear will set in and make you start panicking and it'll give you anxiety and God has not given us the spirit of fear fear. So now we have to shift our mindset to make sure that we don't just get addicted to watching, uh, washing our hands. We have to start dealing with Pastor, why are you preaching so much about this heart? Because I promised God I would not come in here and give you a bunch of statistics about the coronavirus. You didn't seen that already. CNN ain't going to give you so much information and now that we're going to be locked into houses, all they're going to do is just keep indoctrinating you and scaring you with a whole lot. What about our hearts when all this is over? If we all come back together and the, bi and, and the government say we all can come together, some folk are still going to want to be disconnected. 
Because it's not about a hands thing. It's about a heart thing. So, and I'm done here because they say the two leading killers in this next decade, some even say the next couple years, the two leading causes of death is depression and heart disease. I'll say it again. The two leading causes of death is going to be heart disease and depression. Look at the correlation. What makes us depressed? The Bible says, hope deferred makes me depressed. When I keep hoping for stuff and it don't happen, my heart gets messed up. Another thing that messes up our heart is the stuff we put in our body. Y'all ain't saying a word. The lack of movement, the lack of cardio to pump Y'all ain't saying nothing. So now we got all these heart issues. Instead of worrying about the hand, let's deal with the heart. But tell your neighbor, no. Say out loud, I got good news. Come on, tell them, I got good news. Come on, say it real loud. Say, I got good news. David said, Lord, create in me. I don't have the right church in here. David said, Lord, I don't want to miss going up the hill. So do me a favor, God. Can you create in me a clean heart? And can you? Which means it had to be. If he's renewing it, that means somehow, someway, through Adamic nature, whatever was got tainted. I need the right crowd in here that's ready to give God praise on the fact that I'm not going to let what was get into my what shall be. I'm not going to let who I was stop who I shall be. Y'all don't know when to shout. I'm not going to let certain things get in the way. He said, create in me the clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. Before you want other people to get it right, you have to say, God, get me right. Before you want other people to get it together, you have to say, God, get me together. Before you want other folk to smile and be nice to you, you got to smile and be nice to them. Before you want folk to help you, you y'all ain't saying nothing because folk like, uh, for real? Yes, that's what I'm saying. He said, do it in me, God. Because when you do it in me, he says, then I can now go and become a professor and start teaching transgressors your way, which means I did it wrong and you didn't kill me. So when folk get it wrong to me, I'm not going to kill them. I'm going to teach them there's a better way. You can fix this thing. You can get it. Who in here wants to go ahead and be the teacher to your last offense? You be the teacher to the last person that did you wrong. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Do you have uh, the wherewithal, the maturity to be able to stand and talk to the person that offended you and say, what you should have done is like this. And turn your hater into a mentee. <sighs> the person that you offended, I'm sorry, the person that offended you can now enroll into your class. And now your first class is teach them how to love. <laughs> Bible says, pray for those Is that a hand or a heart issue? Mm -hmm. You got to learn how to be 
heart concerned than just hand concerned. Keep washing your hands. You should. They told us, if you don't want to catch this, some of y'all ain't washed y'all hands. You washed your hands more this week than you have in your entire life. Now, come on, be honest. Have you been somewhere at a public place and been washing your hands? And did you look over and see the person next to you, see how thorough they're washing their hands? You're like, now, hold on, that was only 10 seconds. Come on now. Everybody's like, come on, come on, come on. Because now, because I don't want to catch something, I'm concerned about my hands. But God is saying, I want to deliver those that are here today that I already caught something 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And the vaccine for it is, oh God, y'all ain't gonna like this. You can go ahead and play. Because the vaccine for your heart is the heart. Wow. The Bible says, the heart doth good like medicine. No, it doesn't, Pastor. It says, and the merry heart. So the first thing that you need to do to your heart is be merry. What is Mary? M-E-R-R-Y. What does it mean? Happy? Joyful? Which means you got to make sure that your heart is getting some joy. That's why I'm telling folks, don't shut in and listen to the news. Don't shut in and start getting, oh my God, well, okay, well, six more people got it. Uh, they say hundreds of thousands of people may have it already. What I'm not going to do and sit up at home wondering if I got it. I got the Holy Ghost. I got faith. I got Christ. I got God. That's enough to run out any virus, any sickness, y'all kind of quiet, any disease. So where is your faith now when it comes to how do I get this virus out of my heart? I just gave you the antidote. It says, a merry heart doth good like medicine. So if you're ready to go up the hill, God says it's a heart thing. Clean your hands, yes. But your heart, <laughs> once you purify that heart, Scripture says, hide the word in my heart so that I might not sin. Had a conversation. I'm done. Y'all can come. I had a conversation with another pastor. He was like, Doc, this is that Sunday, Doc. Whoever come to church, Doc, we can kill him, Doc. I'm like, kill him? Like, kill, like, what do you mean kill him? Doc, I'm telling you, the emotions are high, Doc. When you get them folk in there, Doc, come on, Doc. It's time for you to kill him. I'm like, what does that mean? Doc, preach, Doc. When I get up, I'm just going to preach, Doc. I'm a, and then I'm, a, I'm like, so you about to get up and hype the people and tell them, don't you worry about a thing. God is going to come through and God's going to bless you and say, ah. And, uh, and I'm not knocking the style. I'm saying, what are you saying that for? What's your motive? What's your heart? Come to find out his heart was, Doc, I got to preach them happy so that while we can't have church the next couple weeks, they'll give more. I said, wow. Doc, you want, your offer, you, you want your offerings to stay up for these next few weeks? Doc, preach them happy today. I was like, I'd rather them sit at home 
while they're washing their hands, start saying, when I do come back to church, I'm going to serve God like never before because my heart's going to be right. I'd rather come back if it is on resurrection. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're, they're going to do. I don't know if we'll be here next week. I don't know. But what I do know is if we come back here and we've investigated our hearts, God's saying everybody's coming back on the hill. Can you imagine depression, frustration, everything will be shut down? Why? Because our hearts have now shifted. So question. Who's ready to go to the hill? Who feel like there's been a call and you feel like God has been pulling you and it's been a tough thing because you've had to fight and get over stuff and this stuff that's been holding you down at a low place and you're saying, I ain't got time to worry about the coronavirus because I'm dying on the inside. And today, I want to go up on the hill. I want to be one of the ones that will ascend. Some people say ascending on the hill means go to heaven. Others say it means literally a hill whether it is literally or figuratively, I don't want to miss another high moment because I'm in a low place. So right where you are, we're not going to touch, we're not going to lay hands. If that's you and you're saying, I want to accept the call when the Lord says, who shall ascend to the hill? Which means I now will not just commit to my hands being washed, but my heart's about to be washed. If that's you, can you do me a favor and signify to God with your worship? Can you stand to your feet and say, God, clean my heart? If that's you, come on, come on, come on, if that's you. If your heart is already good, God bless you. I'm, I'm being honest. If you, if you ain't got no malice and you got no stuff in, that's fine. But if you know there's some stuff that's getting in the way of your next dimension, I'm not going to let no booger bear, no offense, no issue from my past to make me stay down from the hill. Back at the house on the hill, there was this big old tree. I'm on the tree. We can swing, we can play, have fun. We can eat some of them little grapes. I don't know if we should have been eating them grapes, but we did. And we made it this far. Yeah, and that was years ago. Now that I look at them, were they even grapes? They was good, though. Dolly, like, I ain't eating none. I did. I hope she ain't watching. She probably not. But I found my first little girlfriend in that tree. Remember, I ain't going to say her name because she's probably watching. Because she didn't know. Like, I was her boyfriend, but she wasn't my girlfriend, but she didn't know. It's one of those crushes. We up on the tree just sitting there talking. There's some benefits on the hill. I had to make you laugh for a moment because... In this season, what we don't need is over-spiritualized people that think that just because I sing, I can go on the hill. Just because I preach, I can go on the hill. Just because I'm a pastor and I'm a prophet, I'm going to hill. No, you can have clean hands, but if your heart ain't pure, God is saying, no, 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 no. You have to come down. I hope y'all stay because I'm going to preach another sermon and I'm going to talk about www.presence. I'm getting ready to preach that in a few minutes. www.presence which means there are three W's that get you into his presence. And during this time where we're going to be locked up at home, the last thing I want to be stuck with is watching reruns of Golden Girls, 
Sanford and Son. I enjoy all of them. But if I sit, if we can't go to church for the next six weeks, and the most I'm going to do is watch a bunch of TV, just think how out of his presence I'm going to be. I hope y'all stick around because I want to make sure that you understand there's some things that we can do while we're locked up in the house to stay in his presence. Because the Bible says, in his presence. I like y'all, y'all Bible church. And at his right hand, pleasures evermore. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to go up the hill. Come on, come on. Lawrence, I need you for a moment, if you don't mind. I need your shoulder. You ain't gonna give me a hand. You ain't gonna touch my hand. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just wanna jump down. Lord, I wanna go up. I am tired of being stuck. You ain't gotta keep repeating now. I'm talking now for you. I'm tired of being stuck at the bottom of everything. I'm tired of being the last one to finally get it right. Maybe one heart act will change everything that's been wrong in my family, on my job. Bible says, and man looks at the outer, but God looks at the heart. So when I'm singing, when I'm preaching, when I'm dancing, whatever I'm doing, where is my heart? That's the reality. Because when my heart shifts, God says, you can come up the hill now. I do not want to miss out on any more uphill opportunities because what God has for me is in a high place. So when we pray and celebrate as we leave, we're celebrating that we're leaving on the high place. Who shall ascend to the hill? My answer is I will because he left it as a question mark. Who shall ascend? All of us should say we will. God, you can depend on me to have clean hands and a pure heart. You can depend on me to make sure that nobody that is in my circle will go without. God, you can make sure. I mean, I'm going to make sure, God, that I will purify my heart. I'll make better decisions and I'll shift my mindset because the virus that everybody's afraid to get is not my concern. My concern is that one that's been sitting in my heart for years, in my mind, the virus against myself. I'm tired of attacking myself. That's a whole nother sermon. I'll leave that alone. I will never repeat some of this foolishness that got into my heart. I got to clean my heart because I want to ascend into the holy hill. Father, these are your people. And Father, we thank you for this time. And we're sharing right now. We're not just going to be hand washers during this hand-washing epidemic, but we're going to be heart purifiers. Father, provoke us to examine ourselves. The possibility of us not being able to come together. The possibility of us being stuck in our own homes, not being able to get out. Father, our prayer is work on our hearts so that when we come back, whether it is next week, the week after, whether it is Resurrection Sunday, we'll come back with a heart ready to worship you with nothing in our heart against anything or anybody. Our heart will be pure, clear, and we can now ascend to a higher place in you. Father, we thank you right now for every soul that's here representing families all across this country, knowing that you have us covered, knowing that you have us protected. And Father, we know right now 
if we're going to get to where you have called us to be, it is our heart action and not just a hand action. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we consider it done. We believe it so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. Put your hands together and go ahead and celebrate your God. Can somebody go ahead and shout, my heart is clean. Come on, prophesy to yourself, my heart is pure. Come on, prophesy to yourself. Say, my heart is clean. My heart is